Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we looked at Psalm 37 in depth, which is almost like a code for life, which is really what these psalms are. They reveal a lot to us about the nature of God and great practical advice on how to live. Well, David had to be a practical man. He had a whole nation to rule and reign in the name of the Lord. And uh, he knew that the situation was totally beyond him in the natural. Therefore, his, his dependence had to be upon the Lord. And David knew how to mess up. He made many, many mistakes in his life. Um, but the call of God is irrevocable. You know, God still called him to be uh, the one that he made him. And uh, Psalm 38 begins with, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. And, um, you know, sometimes he felt, like I think a lot of us feel, that the circumstances that we're placed in, uh, you know, is the Lord angry with us? Is, Is this judgment in some way because of what we've done? But we know now that through the mercy and grace of God, that's not the case. When God forgives, he forgets. He doesn't hold our sins against us. We saw that last week. And uh, uh, it's not his desire to be angry with us, but to be merciful. So in verse 15, you see this same David says, I wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, do not let them, that is his enemies, gloat or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips. You see, he's afraid that when he messes up, that will give the enemy an opportunity. And I think we all feel like that. But, you know, our God is greater than that. He's greater than our enemy. And he is the one who is a shield. He is the one who is a fortress. He is a protection around us. So David says in verse 18, I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. When we're in times of difficulty, isn't it easy to repent? I mean, in those times, we say, oh, God, forgive me, because we know how dependent we are upon the Lord and upon uh, his grace and his power getting us out of the mess that we're in. And, and you know, we, we recognize, therefore, oh, I just, I just need that cleansing so that there's nothing in my heart or in my life that is going to hinder or preventing me from receiving from God or from receiving the answer um, that I need at that time. So he prays, O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. So, you know, he gets right with God, and then he cries out for the help that he needs. That's a good way of going about things. And perhaps there are some of you who who just need to get apart from God, with God, and say, O Lord, I confess my iniquity. I'm troubled by my sin. Please forgive me. And then, and then say to him, oh, Lord, come quickly to help me because you are my savior. He also knew what it was. He had so many enemies and many of those were people obviously close to him. Those who repay my good with evil slander me when I pursue what is good. Sometimes we can be in a family situation and we do good, but we're still slandered because of it. That's very hard, isn't it, living with that? Yes, it is. Come and join the party. I mean, you know, if you're in ministry, you know how often people will slander you and come against you and say all manner of evil against you falsely because of me, which is the way Jesus said it would be, and it surely is. But, you know, God is bigger than any of these things. And um, uh, the important thing, you know, Julia, is that we, we don't reap negativity. 
Others will say negative things about us if we sow negativity in the way we talk about others. Uh, the beginning of Psalm 39, you see, David says, uh, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth as long as the wicked are in my presence. I mean, uh, that's, that's actually very, very good advice. Uh, and, and of course, Jesus did this very thing when he was falsely accused at his trial. He refused to answer any of those false accusations. And that's a very good spiritual principle for us all to adopt. But when I was silent and still, not even saying anything good, my anguish increased, David says in verse 2. My heart grew hot within me, and as I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. And I think some of us have felt like that, you know, the flesh sort of rising up within us. We get hotter and hotter and hotter, and 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 uh, we think, oh, I'm... And, and, you know, we, we speak out, but what do we speak out? Do we speak out judgment? Do we speak out negativity, criticism? Do we pull people down? Do we destroy them? Or do we forgive and bless and encourage? Um, do good, as we said yesterday. do good, yeah, that's it. You see, we can, we can, we can do either with our tongues. And, um, you know, as James says in his epistle, that uh, a world of evil can come from your tongue. I mean, good things can come out one minute, evil things the next. And that's why uh, David says in verse 1, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I, I find verse 4 very, very interesting. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere hand's breadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Um, I, I found that very, very important in my life because some years ago, you know, the Lord spoke to me um, about uh, preaching when I was 85. And when I was going through times of real sickness uh, last year, um, it was very encouraging to know, well, wait a minute, the Lord says I'm going to be preaching at 85, so never mind what the medical diagnosis is, I'm going to be preaching when I'm 85. Hallelujah. Teach me to number my days. Um, to get things in perspective, doesn't yes, it? Yes, I mean, I, what I'm talking about is we're, we're not determining the number of days ourselves. Mm -hmm. we're, that's something that uh, the Lord revealed to me, and I, I believe that, and, and uh, I, I believe that will be the case. Um, I, what concerns me is not actually how many years I live, but that I fulfill everything that God has planned for me to fulfill during my lifetime and, and during the ministry to which he's called me. But I, I think this is what we all need to be concerned about, that we fulfill God's plan for our lives, because for every believer, for every born-again person, he has that plan. And uh, therefore, you know, we I, I believe it's a really valid thing to say, well, Lord, uh, I know that you're not going to let me go and leave this earth till I have fulfilled that which you have planned and destined for me. This is, verse 6 of Psalm 39 is such a neat way of putting life for many people. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. <laughs> it's really funny, isn't it? Though? Yes, and, and even the next bit, he heaps up wealth not knowing who will get it. Yes. <laughs> that which occupies our life. You know. uh, I don't think I'm going to have that problem. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, you, you know, it, it's it, how much useless activity is there yes. in the world? But what I hope we can say is that there's not a lot of useless activity in our own lives. Um, <clears throat> when I was a young man, I regularly, twice a year, went on silent uh, retreats. 
and uh, they were always actually very, very good times. But one, one um, just to meet with the Lord, you know. Uh, but one of the things that it taught me was how many useless, pointless, ridiculous words we speak during during the day. You know that we do speak a whole lot of stuff that we don't need to speak. You. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but I am saying that often it's useless, you know, um, that actually we need to be much more measured, slow to speak, quick to listen. That's what the scripture says. And I think that's a very good kind of uh, principle by which to operate. I was silent, David says in verse 9. I would not open my mouth. There are times, you see, when we need to be silent before God and listening to what he's saying. Uh, There are times when God... It doesn't want to punish us, nor nor simply just to rebuke us, but he does want to correct us. He does want to help us. He sometimes wants to discipline us. And it's very, very important to learn how to be still before God and listen to him. I find it's a great help to have a pad and pen there and write down what I believe the Lord is saying to me. That helps my concentration. And, and I find that God is very, very quick to speak if you expect him to do so. Again, this is all a matter of relationship that he speaks and we hear out of the relationship that we have with him. But to me, it's always more important that I listen in times of prayer to what God says to me than he listens to what I say to him. Now, both are important. I need to speak to him so he hears what I'm saying. He knows my trust is in him. I'm believing him to sort out and to undertake for situations that I commit into his care. But I believe it's even more important that I listen to him. And even when I pray, you see, we're told to pray at all times in the Spirit. And so often we don't know the right way to pray or even what we ought to pray for in a particular situation. And that's where the Lord will help us. That's where the Lord will guide us. That's where the Holy Spirit will actually inform our prayer, inspire our prayer, and even give us the words to pray. So if we learn anything from this psalm, it's who we are before God, yet even so, he's there for us. I mean, David ends this psalm by saying, hear my prayer, O Lord, listen to my cry, even though I'm a mere human being and my life is so short. And you see at the beginning of the next psalm, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O Lord our God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. No one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. Now, you see, that's what happens when you turn to the Lord and put your trust and confidence in him. You might have felt that you were in a slimy pit. You might have felt that you were in mud and clay. But God lifts you out of that. He puts your feet on a rock, on a solid, firm place to stand. He puts a new song of praise in your mouth. So instead of moaning, groaning, grumbling and complaining, you're praising God with a new hymn of praise. And others see it. Others see how God has saved and delivered you. They see how God has turned the circumstances of your life around and they put their trust in the Lord. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 